Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Russell. Good, good morning, morning, Russell. Good, mon- good morning. morning. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy good Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for this honor to be with you. That you call us to sit at your table, and that is what we reflect on today. It's part of our morning encounter. It's part of our series on that psalm that David wrote about his closeness with you. We thank you, Lord, that you reveal to us those deep and secret things so that it can help shape our relationship with you. It can help shape our prayer life with you. It can help shape our connectivity, our communion with you in our secret place. And you call each of us by name to be with you there. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the air we breathe, for nature all around us. We thank you, Lord, for this life that you have given us. We thank you for family, for friends. We thank you that you establish the work of our hands, that you provide food on our table, that you give us shelter over our heads. We thank you, Lord, for the families that you have planted us in, for the value systems that you give us. And you continue to reveal more of your word to us. You reshape, you rebuild our thinking, our understanding with your wisdom, with your principles, with your ways, all as written in your will, your word, your law for us. And you give us your spirit to work with us on all of that. So that at every stage of our journey, you reveal to us all that we need to know for our next steps ahead. When we press on that relationship with you, when we stay with you there. We thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That amidst all the challenges, all the storms of our everyday life, amidst all the things that we will go through today as well, when we start off with you and we acknowledge your presence at the start, not at the end asking for help, but at the start so that you direct our path, then you take charge, you take over, you reveal that direction, you provide your insights, your advice on the path that we should take, on the decisions that we should make. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our prayer today. And we share it with those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith, Lord, to stand in that gap, that you might use that raw material to bless a lesser fortunate brother or a sister. We thank you, Father. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits today, Lord. For unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. Unless you call them, they cannot experience or partake in your salvation. Your free gift that you make available to everyone. So Father, as we stand in that gap, we call on your name. The name of our maker, the one who is the lifter of men. The one who is able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing 
when you are our shepherd. The one who is the ancient of days. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The one in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The word himself. Given to us as our daily bread, our manna straight down from heaven. He is the one who shall judge the quick and the dead. He is the rider on the white horse that leads us in the day of battle. He is the Lion of Judah. The Lord of hosts. The King of kings. He is the author and the finisher of our destiny. And our faith. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of Jesus. The spirit of truth. That truth which when we know. We are set free. And it is by your spirit Lord. That we are set free. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. There is freedom. So we seek to commune with your spirit father. At all times. That we might live within that freedom. Out of all that he does in our lives, he comes down to our level to be with us, to raise us up, to lift us up. It is he who quickens us to receive your revelation. It is he who opens up our understanding. It is he who has made his tabernacle within our body that he might give life to our spirit. It is he that raises us up from the dead so that we might not turn back to those sins anymore. is the breath of the Father given to us as our gift through our baptism in the Spirit. The Spirit of victory, the Spirit of the living God, the hand of the Creator, the presence of God Himself within us that our body might become now transformed from a body of sin to the temple of the living God. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. And you bless us with the gift of prayer. You give us the opportunity to raise up our altar so that we can authorize, reconnect with you. After we were disconnected, when Adam was thrown out of the Garden of Eden for sin. You give us that opportunity. You continue to keep coming to us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that opportunity. To speak into situations through faith and you honor that faith. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God who always honors his covenants. And you sent Jesus to make that everlasting covenant on our behalf with you. So that through his blood. When we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths. We can claim all the finished works that he has done for us on the cross. We can stand on those finished works and enter into your house where you clothe us with the robe of his righteousness, where he upheld all your laws, where you clothe us and make us sinless. You put that ring of authority on our finger and the sandals of honor and respect restored back on our feet. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, we cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Lord. 
We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives, Father. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters or any kind of spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption from any such calamities in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And as Ezekiel 12.28 says, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever word I speak will be fulfilled completely in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and for granting us the discernment to choose life in every circumstance that we speak to. That we don't speak in reaction to what the circumstances press on our emotions, but we speak as a decision made in faith. We speak with understanding. We thank you, Lord. In the last three days, we have been reflecting on Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, who leads, who feeds, who guides, who protects, and who shields me. What is my personal relationship with him and how do I understand it individually is what each of us ought to think of. This was a powerful reflection of David's relationship with God. How he understood his connection with God based on what his preoccupation was. He was a shepherd that looked after his sheep and he related in the same way. And Jesus stuck with the same when he referenced himself as well as the shepherd, when he referenced himself as the lamb that was sacrificed to. So much of our relationship there is centered around that shepherd-sheep connection. And we ought to reflect on what we can do in our secret place as well based on what David is explaining to us and how we can use that for our own lives. And today we reflect on the fifth verse. Yesterday we completed verse four. Today we reflect on the fifth verse. It says, you prepare a table for me. Now this is after he has, after he has passed through the valley of darkness, the sunless valley of darkness. It says, I shall not fear any evil. More importantly, it is your rod and your staff that comfort me. Here he says, you prepare for me, or you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. And those ancient times, 
the host would often offer their guests olive oil to apply on their heads in hot climate so that it was soothing, it was relaxing. The first thing to note here is God hosts us like a guest. The host prepares a table in honor of his guests. So this line speaks of God honoring you. Remember, he is still the shepherd and you are the sheep that ran to him for help. And now he has turned into host and he honors you as guest. And then he goes above and beyond in his lavish care of his guests. Why? Because when you look at the previous verses, you see that he respects the fact that you have trusted him and did not give up. That is what he honors. As James 4 verse 7 says, it says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. As that verse says, you have submitted to God, you have resisted the devil even in the dark valley when it all looked like things were failing. Yet you held on in faith. He honors that faith. So after you have withstood that test and walked through the valley, now look at how he honors you. Verse 5 tells us that. He sets up a table and honors you in presence of your enemies right before their face, not in secret. Even when you look at Matthew 6, verse 6, when Jesus was teaching about prayer, he said, you place your trust in him in your secret place, but then God rewards you openly in front of everyone. So his way of honoring is always before people, in this case, in front of your enemies. So the best part is that he sets up this table right in the presence of your enemies. Notice that he didn't remove the enemies out of your storm. They are still there. Right in that storm, he raised you up so that you are now the head and not the tail. You are above and not below them. Are you seeing Deuteronomy 28, 1-14 being captured there? That's, that's a very deep revelation to think of. In the presence of my enemies, they are there and yet they can't do anything. Imagine fighting a battle on the battlefield and when it looked like you were initially losing, now things have turned to your victory. You can even enjoy your meal of peace. A meal in peace and all the enemies... All that they can do is, in their tiredness from the battle, just watch you eat your meal right before their eyes. And this is why we read Psalm 23 yesterday when this added her reflection, Psalm, sorry, Psalm 27, when Les added a reflection on verse 1 to 5 and the Lord pointed to verse 6. And I'd like each of us to say that line, that verse with intent, 
now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. You look at your situations and you speak this verse there. Saying, Lord, I declare this because this is your will, your word, your law, your plan for me. So I declare now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And what better way for him to do that than to say, here's a table, you will eat at my table. and Let them stand around and look. But that is all they can do and nothing more than that. What a way to honor. And then again now, you are eating at God's table. His provisions, His blessings, His honor. His table of destiny, the gifts that He makes available there. The graces, the anointings. And the enemy must watch and can't do a thing about it. What a position of advantage to be in when you are seated at the Lord's table. Peter spoke of this in 2 Peter 1 verse 3 when he said, According to your divine power, you have provided for me all things pertaining both to life and godliness. All things requisite both for body and soul, for time and eternity. And the good news is that this invitation to his holy table is available to all. This is his way of recognizing those who withstand and pass the test of trust. Those who hold on to their belief in what they believe on him and what they know about him. And don't give up by looking at circumstances and succumbing to doubt or failing the test of trust. Not succumbing to fear, but holding on. So when we are going through our challenges as well, when it looks like you're really going down through the worst, what you're holding on there to is what decides what comes next. I'd like us to note that this table <clears throat> is what should be coming next to you. If you hold on in faith, the table of his honor, the Lord's table at which you feast on. We must hold on and trust on him. And as if that is not enough, he goes on further to say he anoints your head with oil. And then your cup runs over. The oil now symbolizes his spirit. So he brings you into a new prophetic season. And most importantly, he doesn't fill your cup without touching your cup of provisions. He does something to your head. And your provisions, your finances, your business, your job, your ministry, your revelation of the word, all experience an increase. It's all from the anointing of His Spirit that He adds to your life. He repositions you. He shifts your axis. He realigns you so that everything that was out of alignment now comes in alignment with 
the direction in which his favor and his blessings flow. Where you were under, you are now brought above. Where you were the tail, he now repositions and aligns you to become the head. Where people look down on you, they are now compelled to look up to you and to bless you. Where there were no destiny helpers. Out of nowhere, they now start to be activated and come towards you. They are drawn towards you. What he places on your head is what speaks to the circumstances around you, is what speaks to the people around you. Even they don't know at times why they are blessing you. He anoints your head with oil <coughs> and your cup runs over. And worth reflecting on. And that's Romans 8 verse 28 then. In every situation, he works for the good of those who love him, who have trusted in him, who have not given up. And are the ones that he has called according to his purpose. So he is relocating you in that purpose. Also look at Hebrews 11 verse 6, which says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Are you seeing that verse 4 coming alive there now. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley of death, without faith it is impossible to please him. And everyone who comes to him or comes near God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This table is his reward. He rewards them, those that seek him, by inviting them to this table of abundance. Look at John 10.10 10 now, where Jesus said, I came that you might have life, have it to the full, or have a life of abundance. He came to stand with us through that journey in verse 4, and then open up this table, this invitation of salvation to us in verse 5. So what about the overflow? Your cup shall overflow. You shall have enough for yourself and more. And essentially that is as you are blessed, you go on to become a blessing to others. God always speaks of overflow and abundance. Even in Malachi 3 verse 10, he says, when you tithe, I open up overflows to you that your your barns cannot contain, your storehouse cannot contain the, the volume of that blessing. The overflow that you experience cannot be kept to yourself. It must flow into the lives of those around you. And that's the infectious nature of the anointing. So this verse today that we have reflected on talks about sustaining, blessing, honoring. And raising you to be a blessing to others. If I were to summarize it in one line, this is what I would put there. Tomorrow we shall reflect on the last verse in this series. Father, we ask for that edification of opening up our understanding. 
that when we approach you in our secret place, in our place of prayer, we look at this journey, we look at what David used in his reflection to depict your nature. We connect with that nature of you, Lord. In looking at how you bless. What are the things that we need to be doing on our end? We hold on in trust. Knowing that you shall never abandon us. But you seek to raise us up and then to honor us. We thank you, Lord. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of busyness, prayerlessness, ignorance of your ways, Lord, and that of poverty, all kinds of yokes that the enemy seeks to use to keep your people in subjection. And many a times we have chosen those over our lives. And Jesus said, do not be unequally yoked. But come and be with me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you will be equally yoked and he will pull you along together. Let us do this together is his word for us. I will always be with you. I will never leave you even until the end of time. Matthew 28 verse 20 was his promise for us there. And we pray, Lord, for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. And as we pray in the Spirit today, our prayer point for us, based on our reflection today, will be, Lord, grant me the grace to endure in my trust, in my faith on you. Touch my head too so that my cup, my finances, my relationships, my ministry, all areas of my life overflow with your abundance. Let us make that a personal prayer point for us today. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit and with your Holy Spirit who also prays with us and on our behalf. We believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakala, Dibia, Barra, Sarakala, Mamma, Sarakala, Nadia, Shes, Alambra, Castacai, Hanid, Dilia, Jalor, Toros, Ketan, Dedicate, 
of Jesus. Lord, for each of these prayers that you have been lifted up, for every person that has been raised in this sort of prayer, Lord, we say, Maranatha, come. Come into their lives, Father, today. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from 1 Corinthians 2, verses 7 to 10. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glorification. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him, God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Joel chapter 2, verse 24 to 26, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The wax will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We also have a second scripture that is quoted from Philippians 4, verse 8. Quoted from the ESV where it is written, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections or daily divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as the Friday Bible study sessions. Our next session is run tomorrow. Please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. We shall share that on our Telegram group today. It's also available, posted on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. You can share those with friends and family. Invite them to join us tomorrow for our seventh part in the series on Living by Faith and not by emotions. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes down from heaven, chases us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. 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 Thank you.